Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies. So today I'm talking with Jared McGrath, founder and CEO of Smart WFM. Um, Jared, welcome. Thanks, Jonathan. Pleasure to be here and a pleasure to chat with you today. Looking forward to it. So listen, tell me um, tell me a bit about um, uh, you, the business. I think you've got two of them and, um, and what you do and how long you've been doing it for. Yeah, so my name's Jared McGrath. I was uh, born in country New South Wales, born in Bathurst. I have a great uh, passion for cars, especially fast ones, uh, but probably a, a topic for another another day. Um, I am the founder and CEO of a consulting company called Smart WFM, and I'm also a, an author, and I, I love to write and I love to give back and I've got one book called The Digital Workforce, and I'm also just uh, in the process of finishing my second book, uh, The Modern CEO, which is all about leading with a people-centric philosophy. Great. So tell me a bit about the consultancy. So the consultancy is a human capital management consultancy. So we consult uh, in and around uh, people, and it's a a fascinating space to, to work in these days because People are such a uh, an important part of an organisation and an organisation's uh, fabric and culture, and uh, organisations are, are, are really sort of, you know, struggling at the moment to work out how to attract and retain people. So it's a very interesting time in terms of what what we do. And so, just dig into that a little bit a bit more for me. So, how how do you help uh, your clients? So we do two types of consulting with our clients. We do implementation consulting. So we help our clients implement technology and we also do advisory consulting. So the clients might come to us with uh, how do we get the most out of our people or they might come to us with a specific problem around I've got some problems with my onboarding process and I need some help. So... (laughs) So it's very much anything to do with that sort of people-oriented um, consulting, implementation, uh, advisory services. Okay. So how, um, how would you describe your core customer, your best, best customer? So our perfect client is a client that wants to work collaboratively with us and not see us as someone that's there to try and do something as cheaply as possible or as quickly as possible. It's a client that actually wants to engage with us where we can get the right connections with the client uh, at the senior leadership level right through to the coalface because we can give our clients the best value and they can get the best value from us if we get the right alignment in terms of the engagement uh, that we have with them. Is it a? Is there a... A size, um, you know, I mean, public, private, can you give me a bit more there? Yeah, absolutely. So we have 
two halves to our business. We have an enterprise part of our business, which are large uh, customers. They could be, you know, the likes of a Woolworths or a Coles, uh, you know, large retailers, uh, large government uh, departments. And then we have our small to medium enterprise business. So they could be just any size customers from, you know, generally say about 50 employees up to, you know, two or 3,000 employees. So we work with a, a broad cross-section of customers, and that's not just here in Australia, but it's also across the globe. The, the consulting business that I have is a, is a global consulting business. We, um, we've all been through the pandemic. What are some of the actions you took during the pandemic that have, that, that have stuck with the business um, going forward? When I first started Smart WFM, I always built the business on a remote working model. So being what a lot of people these days call or term knowledge workers, our, our business is predominantly a knowledge worker business. So we have, you know, consultants that provide services to clients. So we could work remotely. So Smart WFM was always founded on a on a remote or a hybrid or a flexible working model, as a lot of people like to put it these days. So we didn't necessarily have to do that transition when the pandemic first came. But what we did do very early in the pandemic was really take time to communicate with our team, uh, both here in Australia and across the globe. Because let's face it, when the pandemic first hit, no one really knew what was going to happen. There was times when I sort of sat back and thought, my goodness, I hope the population of the earth doesn't get wiped out <laughs> with this terrible, yep. terrible pandemic. So so I made a decision to start communicating uh, very, very regularly with the team. So every week, in fact. And, and I have a very open book philosophy and I'm very open with what we do and how we go about it and what our concerns are as a business and where we're going as a business. And that was magnificent right throughout the pandemic. So so that openness and that transparency has really um, uh, been a wonderful thing for us as an organisation and we've kept that open openness and transparency going at the same regularity. Uh, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, and it's it's an amazing way to get wonderful engagement and interaction with your team. Right. So, tell me, what does the um, uh, the future look for, like for you, and what are your main challenges going forward? Do you think? So, for for Smart WFM, the business at the moment is uh, established in five countries. We're in Australia, Philippines, Singapore. <coughs> We're just expanding into the US and we're also just expanding to, into India. So, so for the business, the the um the future is very, very bright. I I see though the biggest challenge that sort of exists at the moment is that of globalization. And and I know a lot of organizations are sort of saying look inward with the pandemic and you know look after your supply chains and make sure that you've got multiple points of uh contact and and um redundancy in those to to ensure the business is uh, is is future proofed. But I also see that globalization is still such an important part, as especially of knowledge worker type businesses like ours, because we can provide services now to customers all around the globe, which gives us the ability to bring really talented resources, no matter where they're sitting on the globe, to customers to give them value. But, but also with that comes a lot of challenge around 
doing business in a global way because if you do business in a global way, that's what customers expect. And as we start to engage with more and more customers, especially the larger customers, they're now expecting things like um, cyber security protocols to be in place. And these aren't just things that are tokenistic cyber security mm. protocols. They are really bulletproof uh, and tested cyber security protocols. So, so as we grow and as we scale, making sure that we're ready for globalization and being future-proofed uh, to the level that our customers expect and that our staff expect is going to be something that's, uh, that's top of mind for us as an organization. Great, thank you. So look, as, a, as a business owner, um, what do you think has been your biggest learning um, time running businesses? So I think two things. One is I think that you have to give your knowledge uh, as, as a leader, as a founder, as a CEO. Uh, the, the way I've done that, of course, is through my writing, through my authoring, uh, through my thought leadership. And, and I, I just feel that it's a wonderful way to, to be able to give back because generally people that are CEOs of organisations or founders have a, have a wealth of knowledge in their particular industries. And it's, and it's a wonderful way to be able to give back to others in the industry as well. For my team, it's a way that they can actually see what a career path looks like inside of our organisation. Uh, and for our customers, it's a great way for them to understand um, what they can actually uh, what they can actually do, um, you know, all the types of services and the value that they can get from our organisation. So that's probably the first thing is just giving back. And then the second thing that I've found is that growth is such an important thing. Like if we're going to give people career paths in our organisation and we want to remain an employer of choice, we have to grow and we have to grow like crazy because that's the best way for me to stay at the pointy end of where the market is going and it's the best way for us to be able to give career paths and career pathways and skills to the people that work in the organisation. Fabulous. Um, when you think of the word successful, who pops to mind first, uh, first and, and tell me why? Uh, I'll probably give you an answer that you're, you're perhaps not expecting. Um, Dave Grohl pops to mind straight away. So Dave Grohl is the uh, the lead singer of the uh, the international band called the Foo Fighters. All right. And uh, I'm a I'm a mad music fan, and uh, I see what Dave Grohl has done with that band over the years. And mm. at the end of the day, he's the CEO of Foo Fighters Incorporated, and he's transitioned that band through all sorts of different genres and all sorts of different uh, challenges with life. And I just see that someone that, that you know, continues to still push out the most wonderful music um, through, you know, through, through good times and bad. And, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a great role model in terms of, uh, you know, being able to just move forward and, and roll with life as life gets thrown at you. Great answer. I mean, it's interesting. This is actually my favourite question um, over time. You know, we have had everybody from you know, Dave Roll through to uh, Tom Cruise, similar type story. Um, 
you have multiple franchises employing thousands of people through to brothers, mothers, grandmothers, through to, you know, uh, the Elon Musk. And it's really been it's a fascinating question. And it's worth going back um, through the videos to not only, and, and a, you know, a number of um, other people I've interviewed are talking about um, different different versions of success, you know, mm. personal success. <clears throat> you know, um, you know it's, it's really worth going back and having a look at the interviews. Um, yeah, I agree, Jonathan. Like it's because uh, I'm doing a number of interviews as well myself for mm. my current book, The Modern CEO, at the moment as well. And again, there's a lot of variability in the, the feedback that comes. But the other thing that I consistently find in the people that I speak to as well is that family always has such an important um, yeah. underpinning of, of the success of a person. So, yeah. And that's certainly, that's certainly one of mine. I'm, I'm a, um, I was blessed to have uh, with my wife and I adopted children. And uh, so I've got two eight-year-olds. And um, yeah, my thing of success is very much centered around around them and uh, my family. So yeah, funny you should say mm. that I'm adopted as well. So oh, really? uh, well, and, we yeah, so so I sort of had two sets of parents in in a funny mm. sort of a way. So I have my yeah. my biological parents and I have my adopted parents and uh, and both of them. Although I didn't get to meet all of them, um, but but both of them were were just so pivotal pivotal in my life That's for, for different mean, reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's really interesting. My children are from Ethiopia, um, right? Just uh, yeah, they've cha- changed my life. You know, as a sixty-two-year-old this year, I've been out coaching their eight-year under-eight rugby team. Um, it's it's <laughs> totally changed many of many of the uh, my views of success. Um, okay, yeah, so beautiful. Last few last few questions for you. Um, are, are you a reader? Um, and if so, books, podcasts, um, biographies, biographies of leaders you might recommend? I I was never a reader at school. I only really started reading and my only real life education sort of started, um, academic life education really only started since I left school. And now being a writer, I, I read all the time. I, I, mm. I have to read to stay current. So I picked out a few different things here that I thought I'd just flash in front of you and show yeah, you. Please. So uh, magazines, I you know, business-wise, I like to read yeah. Harvard Business Review. I find that the stuff that Harvard Business Review done yeah. is, does is quite amazing. I'm just looking um, for my pile of them over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always got, you know, a few different books in front of me as well. So, you know, at the moment I've got uh, oh. Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty, um, a book called Talent Wins, uh, which mm-hmm. is another HBR book, which is all about um, people and the importance in the organisation. Uh, and I've just got one here by the name of Jacob Morgan as well called The Future Leader. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of sort of non-business books, uh, you know, I sort of drive my life by the principles of yeah. um, Eddie Jacou, um, you know, the happiest man on the earth. And uh, if I sort of read what's written on the back of it, it's... Um, Life can be beautiful if you make it beautiful. It is uh, It is up to you. Yep. Fabulous. Um, any podcasts you, you listen to? Uh, I don't have any specific ones that come to mind, but I'm always listening to sort of YouTube or, you know, if I go and interview someone, for example, I'll look for podcasts that they've done. Um, if I'm writing on certain topics on the book, I'll just I'll, I'll listen to as much content as I can. Um, so, so I'm very sort of targeted in terms of what I'm looking for and, and when I go and find it. 
Great. And Joe, last question. Is there any last piece of advice or parting words you'd give to a CEO listening to, listen to this or, or an aspiring CEO? Yeah, I would. Um, just for yourself, right? Don't be anyone that you're not because if you're not yourself, you'll find yourself in a situation where you're not yourself and then you're not going to know what to do or or how to act. So that's probably the uh, the most important thing that I'd say. And, and the other thing I'd say as well is, you know, CEOs come in all shapes and sizes and uh, there's a lot of people out there, whether they're CEOs or not CEOs, that, that always have a view and have an opinion and often the ones with the loudest voice bubble up to the surface um, because it's a sort of a, 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 a fact of life almost. Um, but you don't have to be swayed or you don't have to be influenced by those people that necessarily have the loudest voice. Um, and I think both points are sort of related to each other. But, uh, but yeah, be human, be yourself, and and just, you know, be, be there for the right reasons. Great advice. Jared, thank you so much. Thanks, Jonathan. That was a pleasure chatting to you. I enjoyed it also. Thank you. If you were hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.